Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. We talked to so many wonderful, amazing, brilliant guests, and my next guest is no exception. Kelly Johnson is joining me from the Windy City of Chicago. She's with the Ballast Group. And let me tell you what Kelly does. She's in the business of helping leaders articulate their story to their most important audiences in the channels that matter. And our topic today is that you can't achieve success alone, how the best storytelling involves third-party objective experts who tell your story for you. I can't wait to hear all about this. Kelly, welcome, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Kelly, uh, before we get into the, this very interesting topic, could you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Tell me a, a little bit about you and about the Ballast Group. Sure. So uh, I started Ballast Group 13 years ago. It is a uh, cloud-based PR and marketing services firm that caters mostly to medical and healthcare companies, technology companies, and consumer products. And I got my storytelling uh, passion when I was in, in elementary school. I won a creative writing contest, and when your mother takes a picture and gives it to you, you don't forget that you have some type of talent. <laughs> so that that uh, motivated me all through the years. So um, I've lived and worked in about five different states circling the country, and I've got a master's degree in mass communications, and I've worked for the big ones, Tropicana, Juice Company, the Abbott Labs, all the way to consulting, as well as um, starting a firm that mostly focuses on entrepreneurial and startup companies, but we also serve Fortune 500 as well. That's, uh, that's a pretty impressive background. <laughs> Kelly, it sounds like you've had a lot of experience, like you said. So your, your degree was, uh, your master's is in mass communication? Yes, so journalism, PR, yes, journalism, mm-hmm. public relations, and marketing research. That's fascinating. Uh, and um, so uh, how do you, you, you know, what we want to talk about is, is how the best storytelling involves third-party objective experts who tell your story to you. I'm intrigued. Let's, let's talk about just that topic line. How do we do that? Sure, Bill. The whole topic of you can't achieve success alone, I apply that to my team because you need a good teamwork ethic and also to clients. So you can't um, go out into the marketplace and talk in a one-way vacuum or talk at the marketplace. You have to talk with the marketplace. So um, we help leaders tell their stories better. And to do that, you gain new investors, customers, employees, partnerships. The list goes on and on of what motivates people to tell their story uh, and to tell it better. So we start by looking at the organization holistically to hear what 
the internal leaders are saying, and then we blend that viewpoint with external stakeholder research. So that gives us a perspective that allows us to build a balanced and a credible, what we call a narrative for their story, and a view of that organization that others see and will believe, right? It has to be credible for the marketplace to um, to work with you. So the, the objective third-partiness comes into play when others start speaking on your behalf so you don't need to. It's just that much more credible in the marketplace. People want to hear from their peers. They, they know the company is going to talk the company talk. So how about going out and finding those stakeholders that will go to bat for you? And that's what we do best. A lot of clients will think they can't find those people, or that if they find them, they still aren't allowed to talk publicly about them. But we have some unique strategies to uh, allow our, the marketplace to talk about our clients. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, and you know I've heard in the past that that everybody needs to have an owner story and a company story, and there's probably a, another list that you could. Uh, I'm not doing service for, but tell tell us a little bit about that. What what kind of stories are are needed, or what are what are some of the themes or topics? Sure, uh, everything from solving problems to understanding what you do differently and how others can benefit from that. So we start with the why, why people will care, why, why reporters would care, why potential employees would care about your story. And we look at it by stakeholder. And by breaking it down into what's in it for them, they can immediately resonate. So by, by, we start by asking the why, and that's sort of the higher purpose in mind. And with that, um, you know, there's a, there's a methodology we use called the inverted pyramid. And if you take a normal pyramid, um, usually organizations and CEOs want to be at the top we flip that script and we have the triangle turn upside down. The top layer now is the longest layer, and that is the why people should care. The middle layer are those third-party objective sources, whether they're customers or clients or um, politicians or academics or any kind of subject matter expert. When they talk on your behalf, your story is more credible. And the bottom of that pyramid then becomes the CEO and the organization and other leaders. So by doing the first two layers well, naturally, the organization and the leadership will shine. That makes tremendous sense and uh, a good graphic. I just drew it out myself, and I hope our listeners are taking notes as they go here too. So using the inverted pyramid, you would start with uh, why the company uh, or what the problem maybe that was solved and then what people are saying about it and then the story about uh, the, the, the CEO or the leaders, the leadership of the, co- the company and, and, and what their story is? Mm-hmm, exactly. Makes a lot of sense. And how long is a good story? I mean, you know, we people struggle with things like branding and uh, mission statements and all that kind of thing. How long is a good story um, that makes it memorable and kind of ultimately uh, usable? That's a great question. How long does a good story need to be to make it memorable and usable? Essentially, it can be a very short story that has a, a specific point to address an immediate need, or it could be something long-term. And I'll, I'll give you an example. One of our clients is a global healthcare services company, and they were focusing on investor relations and not public relations or communications. And they had all these hospital customers across the country that weren't talking on their behalf, but yet the services they provided were great. Nobody really knew about them. So during the first, we worked with this company for about 10 years, and during the first year, we researched and secured over 100 different hospitals to talk on behalf of our clients. How did, that, how did that happen, right? The client never thought it could happen that way. But once you start talking about educating somebody instead of selling somebody, the education becomes the story. So, for instance, in this case, the why was how do hospitals become more green and sustainable? How do they keep 
plastic out of landfills or drugs out of the public water supply. So um, by, by sort of crafting a story, this one lasted almost 10 years, where um, Jim Cramer from MSNBC was calling saying, hey, we have Green Week next week. Could you come on and tell us how you're greening American hospitals? And the result was a more visible company, a more transparent company, and they became the thought leader in the industry so that others um, would be talking about them and not themselves. And when peers hear other peers talking about their experiences, it means way more than the company touting its own products and services. And just to give you a tangible outcome, Bill, the stock of that company jumped from $48 a share to $148 a share in seven years. So the wow. return was long-fold. Long I mean, as an investor, what you consider long-term, but this, this did not happen overnight, but the results started happening where the company was more approachable, it was more tangible and real to the marketplace. It, that's, that's a wonderful story. And, it's, you know, I'm, I'm curious because it seems like lately, especially with social media, there's been a big shift as far as you know, how people relate to their, their customers and how they build those relationships. But uh, with your education and experience, has this always been like this, and it's just um, it's just now becoming more prevalent the the why behind the the mission like the the millennials want to know what the why of a company is a lot more than they want to know the what i guess uh, or or is this is this always been like this, or is this a new uh, emerging trend I think with the the community uh, your an organization's community opening up to wanting to learn more about other organizations has changed because originally it was the company talking to the marketplace through a press release or a website, and it was all one way. And now with citizen journalists, bloggers, or content in social media where anyone can post anything, they own that platform, right? They can say whatever they mm -hmm. want, but without sharing it and having that third-party voice, it's not as believable. So um, the why always has to come back into the picture. Mm -hmm. Did that answer your yeah, question? Uh, you had another yeah, that no, no, that that makes sense. I, I just, I the only the reason I wonder about that is because because uh, the, the, we're all, you know in marketing, the the goal is to always be a little different than what the last person said. You get to differentiate yourself in different ways, and I wonder, you know, for so many years it was it was the you know the soap the soap boxes, right? I mean the soap, uh, what do they call them the 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 TV shows where they, the, the the ads were geared towards the the product and the result, not the, not so much the why and, and the mission behind it all. It seems like, and yes, now it's listening yes. very different. The, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is listening very differently. I think that the why was always there, but people got lost in it because it was a company talking to the public instead of. Being having an authentic conversation with your stakeholders and letting conversations happen and addressing them as they come up, good, bad, neutral. Uh, and social media has never been more transparent for people to have dialogues to solve service issues. A lot of times customer service departments now are being part of the social media team, and the team can react much more quickly to an incident before it escalates out of control because they've done it on social media first. So. Um, the conversation does and still includes the why. It's just, I think, much more visible today because people are expecting authentic conversations, not one-way conversations. They're listening differently. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there used to be that the ad agency worked very hard on a, a print ad, and that print ad was going to represent that company's brand. And now the, with, with, almost, you know, with social media, people 
have you know daily messages that they're putting out so they have to be they can be a little bit more fluid with that as but they have to have that 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 purpose over all of it right and that's that sounds like where you come in that's exactly right that's where the the purpose drives everything we do and the balance of credible perspectives from the internal to the external and then just secondary research too. What if you Google a topic, what comes up? Our clients have to understand what people are searching for. It can't be what they think they're going to be searching for. It's what they're really searching for. And sometimes the message will shift that strategy. I just love this topic, Kelly. I'm talking with Kelly Johnson of the Ballast Group. Um, I understand that you have some leadership principles that guide you each day. Can you share those with our listeners? Yes, we do. Um, we have a set of values that we feel really strongly about. In my in my head, they sort of boil down to education, having a set of values, and Mother Nature. And that Mother Nature may sound funny, but I'll, I'll explain. So education in its pure sense um, and in its day-to-day pursuit really guides me. So I'm an eternal learner. My team is an eternal learning team. They always want to do better, and they want to um, believe in curiosity all the time. And that's what kind of differentiates the mundane from the mediocre. And if you apply that, we believe you get some really marvelous results. So my passion for education works great in my profession because we're always building new relationships. We're telling stories from many different angles and in many different industries. So if you're not curious, it'll kill you. (laughs) The values um, of my company are the cornerstones by which we enter all of our working relationships and how we hire our team. And those are the five. There's curiosity, you've heard. There's teamwork connecting the dots, being honest and transparent and accountable. And accountability, the last one, those aren't in any particular order, but accountability is really a critical part because so many times you you leave a meeting and people don't know who does what, so therefore nothing gets done, right? It's as simple as making somebody accountable in the meeting to getting the next steps taken or accountability for client success and satisfaction all the way to the success of the company. Who's accountable for that? So all conversations we believe are made more fulfilling and purposeful with a set of values to guide it. So when things go astray, which they always will, your values bring you back to the center and they point you in your, in your true direction. And that's where the mother nature comes in for me because I'm an avid sailor. I love racing sailboats and, and feeling the air on my face and hearing the water beside me. And there are a lot of parallels between PR and sailing. And uh, there's a couple of blog posts that I have that I could share on that. But um, ballast group is named after a sailing term. Ballast meaning the weight and the substance of something that carries a ship in its desired direction. And ballast is a metaphor for what we do for our clients every day. So could you share a a brief story with us about a a client success story that you've had? Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. I mentioned the the healthcare services um, company. And there's uh, one that comes to mind because 77 million Americans are retiring in the next two decades and 10,000 a day are aging into Medicare. So, America's aging in a big way. And so I asked our listeners, right, are, are you ready? Are your parents ready? Because the only thing guaranteed in life is taxes and death. So what is your plan? And with one particular client in, this, in the aging space, after primary and secondary research that we did, so internal and external, we kind of connected the dots between these two perspectives and answered the why. Um, and, and so journalists, could, if journalists can see the big picture and you're pitching journalists, they always write these balanced viewpoints and if you can grab their attention, you're likely to grab any attention um, of any influencer that, that a client has. So what we did was we highlighted this massive shortage of U.S. caregivers that are expected and people kind of being sandwiched between caring for two generations, their parents and their kids. And so we did an integrated approach, which means we did earned media, i.e. like getting in, in Wall Street Journal, 
to shared media, which is your social networks, and owned media, your website and your blog, and then paid media, so advertising. And we believe the best storytelling campaigns will have an integration of some, if not all of those. And the results were phenomenal. So um, the Facebook page grew 300% in six months. The caregivers that they needed to be applying for their company instead of the other 700-something in the Chicagoland area um, that rose by 30% and they were qualified. They weren't, you know, having to be uh, weeded out. Um, two news articles. So in our world of PR, we call it ad dollar equivalency. And um, with almost 19 million readers reading a Tribune story where the client was on the front cover of the business section, it led to um, two new clients. And, and this is a client that averages about $100,000 annual revenue per client they get and three prospects representing about the same. So um, when you look at campaigns that drive results like that, that's how you make storytelling tangible and, and where you can see the ROI on it as well. Great. That's really a great, um, great outcome for everyone. And it's and started with, you know, the, uh, what are we going to, you know, how are you going to get ready for the aging issue, which is a huge issue these days for a lot of people these uh, So, uh, Kelly, share a couple of brief tips, ideas, or precautions for our listeners, things they can think about as they think through these issues. Mm-hmm. So I come back to the why. Always know your why and why people will care about your story. And look at it not just from one or two perspectives. So your next customer or a journalist, but look at it from your, your culture of your team. Who are you hiring and, and why would they care? Why would they want to come work for you? So you have to go through every list of stakeholders. And sometimes it's hard for people not in our field to put the hat on of many and to have a solution for each one and to customize the message to each one. So that answering the why per stakeholder is definitely one tip. And then um, being authentic when you communicate because people will read right through um, something if it looks canned or staged or one way at the marketplace. Involve those third parties that you didn't think would go to bat for you but actually will you just ask. It's amazing what you get in life when you just ask and make sure that you're educating the marketplace and not selling them. No one wants to be sold. Yeah, and I've heard, you know, the BS meter is pretty high these days for a lot of people. They they can they can see it, they can hear it. So it has to be like you said, authentic, focus on the why and and really truly educate people. And you you build relationships that way. That's that's tremendous advice. So uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, it looks like they can go to, the, uh, to www.ballastgroup, B-A-L-L-A-S-T, group.com. Uh, uh, is there another way that they sh- can get in touch that uh, if they wanted to just talk to you about your, uh, your services and what you might be able to do for them? Sure. Uh, they can call us at 312-751-3959. They can find us on LinkedIn uh, at, under Ballast Group or Kelly Johnson. It's K-E-L-L-E-E Johnson. Um, or on Twitter, which we use quite a bit. Uh, and, and you can find both both sides there. We are always posting interesting tips and case studies, and we'd love to be able to share what it takes to tell a good story. It's a fascinating topic, and I would imagine you work with clients all over the country because it's it's intellectual probably all over the world, I would imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our, many of our clients are global. 
So I, I hope our listeners took notes like I did. I mean, I, I started with that inverted pyramid, and, and from there I just messed up a whole page with uh, all kinds of notes. It's a really fascinating topic, and I think one that our listeners really need to pay attention to because uh, a lot of the business owners that I see out there are still using techniques that worked 20 years ago, and they just won't work anymore moving forward. It's important to, to get with it and get with the times. And, Kelly, your, your background uh, certainly um, makes you the person for our listeners to call. So, uh, listeners, call Kelly Johnson at Ballast Group. Again, it's 312-751-3959. Or get in touch with ballastgroup.com. And, Kelly, thanks so much for uh, coming on. It's been very enlightening, and uh, I, you know, I think we just kind of scratch the surface today, and I hope we can talk again at some time in the future and, and get a little deeper on some of these topics. I'd love that, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to take a short break. I'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is, how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 